The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go Beyond Reality. Good evening, good morning, and welcome. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Jason has the night off tonight. Thanks for joining me. Um, still a little raspy in the voice. I, I've told you each night this week, I had a big fundraiser over the weekend on Saturday night last last weekend. And um, there was a lot of singing. I played in three different bands. And I, I guess some people would describe it more as screeching than singing. But I, a lot of noise was coming out of my mouth. And, and my voice my voice simply hasn't recovered yet. But uh, if you'll excuse that and bear with me, we have a great show for you tonight. We've got Lee Harris Joining us, he's an intuitive medium and author of Energy Speaks. He'll be giving practical guidance, inspiration, and a clear blueprint for growth and change, including how to invoke the help of our spirit guides and the help of angels. And we'll be bringing him in in just a few minutes. In addition to that, please stop by our social media outlets and like and follow and subscribe, whatever you need to do. Uh, YouTube, it's JV Johnson. If you haven't visited the YouTube channel, you should because it's got a really nice uh, archive of programs, plus some bonus material. Plus, if you subscribe and click on the bell icon, you'll get notifications when we go live, when we uh, upload videos, whatever it happens to be, you'll know about it. And there's some really great stuff there. So we'd love to have you to subscribe. Just go to YouTube and search for JV Johnson. And then on Facebook, it's the same thing, JV Johnson, or you can find it by looking at uh, for JVJ Paranormal. And of course, the Beyond Reality Radio Facebook page is there as well. Like them all, share them with your friends, tell everybody about them, tell people about uh, the show, whether you listen to it on a radio station or you download it or watch it on YouTube, whatever it happens to be, the more the merrier. We're really excited about our family growing. It seems to be growing every day, not just radio affiliates, but listeners from all sources. So we appreciate that very much. So uh, I think that covers what we've got coming up. I think what we'll do now is we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll bring our guest in. Again, tonight we're talking with Lee Harris. Lee is an intuitive medium and author of a book called Energy Speaks. That's tonight's program on Beyond Reality Radio. Don't go away. Hey, it's JV here. You know I've asked for your support in the past, and I'm going to do it again because it's really, really important. And there are a couple of ways you can support the show, and it's so inexpensive. Now, you can go to Patreon, and you can become a Patreon supporter, and we really, really encourage that. But there's also another way. If you look at the description of the podcast, if you're a podcast listener, and you scroll down to the bottom, there's a way to support the show directly through the podcast app. And it's only 99 cents a month. It's less than a buck. You probably have that change in your couch right now. That dollar a month less than a dollar goes a long way in helping us produce this program provide great interviews for you during the course of the week i thank you in advance because the support is so important to the program this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie a golfer a history buff a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Lee is an energy healer. He uh, has a website. It's Lee, leeharrisenergy.com. And he also has a book out called Energy Speaks, Messages from Spirit on Living, Loving, and Awakening. And uh, Lee, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you here tonight. Hi, JV. Thank you so much for having me. Um. 
Let's get started by learning a little bit more about you. The first time, this is your first time on our show, so um, we're, we're new to your ideas and we're new to you. So let's talk about you first. Um, when did you first become aware of your gifts? Um, I, I, you know, in, the, in my late teens, I started to get very interested in metaphysics. I didn't really realize that I was having gifts until I was around 23. Um, and even then, it took me many years to really learn to trust the responses that people were having to the things that I could share with them that were helping them in their lives. But yeah, I would say metaphysics became a prime focus uh, when I was around 17, 18, it began. And you say that uh, you were starting to receive messages and, and you had information for people on how they could better their lives, maybe fix some things within their lives, but you were hesitant to share it in the beginning? Yeah. So I had some very open friends and some friends who I would go to personal growth workshops with. Um, so they were people that I would share these things with. Um, but I also, you know, it's funny, at the time, I didn't really understand exactly what the messages were. So, for example, you and I would be together, we'd be having coffee, you'd be saying to me, oh, this thing's bugging me at work. And I would start to receive sentences and information. And I would give those to you, and you would then go away and come back the next day and go, oh, wow, I applied that. Thank you. That helped. So I was able to receive those messages for myself if I focused my attention or asked a question, but it also very quickly was happening that if I was sat with somebody, I would also start to hear things for them. Um, so that was, that was as much as I knew at the time. I didn't always understand how it was fitting in that person's life. And still to this day, you know, I think I, I think this ability really just requires you to be a listener and a translator. You don't necessarily always know uh, what the what the end result is for someone else. And the messages themselves would come in. Would they just be? You said sentences. Would it just kind of they would pop mm-hmm. into your mind, or did you hear them? You know, in what you may may consider to be through your your auditory senses, your ears, or how do they arrive to you? Yeah, it, it, so for me, and, and we're all different, um, every, everybody has a slightly different intuitive leaning. And for me, it is, it is hearing. So um, we're talking now, and I could also have a second channel running where I literally hear, um, I, you know, I can hear another stream of, of words coming in from my guides, which is how I've understood it for the past 20 years. Um, so for me, it's very um, hearing-based, but it is also feeling. The one thing that I noticed was it started with hearing, but the more I got in tune with energy and the more I got in tune with working with people, I would also start to feel things in my body in response to what I was saying that would give me a good sense of what was going for the person emotionally when I was delivering the message, which is very helpful when you know your intent is to give someone information that's useful to them without triggering them or pushing them too far too soon, especially when you work as a coach. You know, you always want to meet people where they're at. And so it is hearing information, but when I'm working with people, I also really use my senses to feel um, how things are lighting them up and whether or not it's going at the right speed for them. Now, the big question is, where are the messages coming from? Yeah, so basically I was on the underground train in London going to my job at the time in fundraising, and um, I literally heard this voice. And still to this day, um, I hear it in the same position um, to the left of my head, and they basically explained they were my guides, 
Um, they refer to themselves as a consciousness library. Uh, they say they are 88 entities, so they're a big collective. Um, I hear a spokesperson for the group, but it, it does feel to me like many voices rolled into one. Um, and they are my guides, and I'm connected to them, but they also say that some of them have had lives on Earth, and some have never been in the body. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't believe... We'll put it this way. Yes, I'm connected to them because they're my guides, but the one thing I've really come to learn about the universe and Earth is that we're all connected anyway. So uh, in some way, we're all connected to the same sources of information, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, when you were receiving information for other people or related, related to other folks who might be sitting near you or talking to you, whatever it happened to be, did that information come through your guides or was it their guides reaching out to you? No, it's, it's, I always hear it through me, but, but, you know, there's an interesting thing that I think is, is something I certainly didn't understand, but I, I now know this to be true. You know, if we go for a, a healing with somebody, or if, let's say we go for a tarot reading, it really is as much up to us as to how much and what information comes through. So sometimes people will say, oh, this tarot reader is really good. And that can be true. You know, the tarot reader can be really highly skilled. But it's also what you're willing and ready to receive when you go into that room. So if you go into that room with folded arms and just trying to test a reader, you know, you're not going to get very far because that's, that's not really a very interesting way of looking at this stuff. Actually, what the reader is doing is communing with you and your soul and receiving messages that you're, you're ready to hear. So the, there is a bit of a, I would say, it's, it's, all, it's a co-creative relationship. But for me, I always feel that I can only be told something to somebody that they are they are ready to hear. Well, there's a couple of definitions. We've got about three minutes left in this segment. There's a couple of definitions I kind of want to go over just to get make sure we're all on the same page. Um, one of the phrases that we use and one of the things that we talk about is um, energy intuition, or in your case, you're an energy intuitive. What does that mean? Well, when I'm speaking from my guides, I'm a channeler. And, you know, that's a, a very traditional thing. People know, most people know what channeling is. Sure. Um, when I'm being an energy intuitive, it's kind of what I described to you. Um, that would be me relaying messages to you that I'm using my own senses for as well as my own intuition. So the way I like to put it is it's a bit like me going halfway up the stairs. If my guides are sitting at the top of the stairs and they have a very overview perspective that doesn't always take into account, you know, some of the density that we're dealing with, when I'm in energy intuitive mode, I'm kind of going halfway between where we are and the highest point of consciousness that, that I and we can possibly reach in that conversation. Um, so it's a good way of grounding very high-level consciousness information for people. Um, and certainly for me, I kind of like that level too because it helps me apply this wisdom um, in a more grounded way, which can be tricky, you know, because we're yeah. all dealing with the human stuff too. Yeah, and, and I'd have the same question for you. Um, what does it mean to be a transformation guide? Well, that's a name that was given to me over the years because really that's that's work I've done. So but when you're somebody who is willing to sit with somebody as they want to make a transformation, so whether it's I need to get over the grief of my divorce or I really need to be bold enough to go out into the world and launch this project that I'm scared about, that's work that I've done with people for 15 years, basically meeting them where they're at and helping them piece together how to get to the next place 
and move through anything they need to move through as gracefully as they can to get there faster. And uh, one more question before we had to break here. Um, when you put all of that together, um, did you expect this to become your life's work? Uh, no, not at all. Um, I didn't even realize this could be uh, my work, and that was the irony. I was I was really wanting to go into music and be a singer-songwriter, and um, I was really struggling to make that happen. And over on the right, this thing just blew up around me, and um, it was very it was very interesting. But I did. I was at a workshop um, about six months before I did my first reading, and they said, if you were to let go of your plan and surrender to God, would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to say, God, use me? And I was one of the people who did that and walked forward and said, okay. I mean, of course, I was skeptical. I was like, but I really want to do music. And it, it took me years to realize it was six months later that I agreed to do my first reading for someone that I didn't know through a friend. And, um, and and it just kind of took off. So many years later, I look back at that and think, wow, something happened in that room that day. We're talking with Lee Harris. Lee Harris is an energy healer. His website is leeharrisenergy.com. His book is called Energy Speaks, Messages from Spirit on Living, Loving, and Awakening. And we're going to continue our conversation with Lee on the other side of the break. Also, a little later, we'll take some of your phone calls if you have questions at 844-687-7669. In the meantime, I invite you to stop at our Facebook page. It's Beyond Reality Radio on Facebook and my personal Facebook page, J.V. Johnson, uh, and the YouTube channel, J.V. Johnson on YouTube as well. It's all uh, a great resource for you to follow the show, get more information about our guests, and see who we have coming up on the program. Once again, more with our guest, Lee Harris, on the other side of the break. It's Beyond Reality Radio. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Joha. That's J-O-H-A-W. Lee, you were talking earlier about um, you felt that uh, much of this process just involves listening, maybe opening your mind, maybe your heart a little bit. Does that imply that uh, everybody has a little bit of this in them if they can just somehow uh, open themselves up to it? I, I really believe that's true. Um, so, you know, the example I always use is I'm not really much of a cook, but I'm sure if I spent a month in a cooking school every day of the week, I would get better. Um, it's just when you focus on something and apply yourself. So we're all intuitive and sensory. Um, it's just we've not really been encouraged into that. So one of the things I like to do is to encourage people to sit down with a pen and paper and write down a question. And if you're not quite sure what question to ask, I always say a good one to start with is, what does my soul want me to hear today or want me to know today? And then just write what you hear and I know that this can seem amorphous and people can go, well, I, I can't do that. But you'd be amazed. I mean, I've had workshop rooms full of people and sure, many people in there um, may have already done it or are not opposed to the idea. But a lot of them look at me horrified when I suggest we're about to do that for five minutes. And nobody has ever been unable to do it. So it's often just a case of sitting down and applying yourself and not getting too attached to well, is this a guide? Is this an angel? The most important thing is that we go beyond our own mind and we go to a place that is a higher source of wisdom. So whether you think it's God or a guide or just the highest part of your own soul, start opening up to that conversation. And the more you practice it, you'll be surprised what will continue to come through. Do people become frightened by this? I, I imagine when you first heard a voice 
giving you any kind of information. It may have been a little bit startling. Um, it may have been a little bit creepy even. I don't know if, if maybe you didn't have that sense, but does it uh, ever feel like that for somebody? Oh, sure. I mean, you know what the funniest thing is for me? I never felt afraid of the voice at all. It felt so home. The only moment, once I'd, you know, kind of ascertained that I wasn't going schizophrenic, which, of course, is a very good question to ask yourself. I'm like, okay, well, is this sure. what schizophrenia is? Yeah. Um, but, but once I'd kind of figured out that wasn't what was going on, and I was asking lots of questions, and I was getting really profound answers that were really helping me, um, then I got scared about other people. Because it wasn't so much my relationship with my own channeling that made me nervous. It was other people's perceptions. And even to this day, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, other people's perceptions, which I think come from the way our society has been conditioned, a lot of fear is present. And if you think about it, it's only a few hundred years ago that we were burning people who were being accused of being witches, which, you know, it has come out that, of course, many of them weren't witches or practicing witchcraft. It was just a really convenient way to bump off some women who were a little too powerful or outspoken in their communities. Um, and people believed it. So I think that religion definitely has something to answer for, where, where, where we're so afraid to connect with a higher power, and I, I know ministers and pastors who are wonderful and are very all-inclusive and are very much wanting people to have their own connection to spirit. And then I've also, along the way, seen and heard some horror stories of people who are very damning of um, other people's connection to a higher power unless they are going through the church or this God or, the, you know, so I, I think it's very wired into our society to be skeptical, suspicious, and afraid. And I think that has been wired into our society for a long time. So it's it's quite natural to come up against some fear and concern, especially when you look at horror movies that are out there and um, people's fear that if you can open up to spirits that there's going to be a lot of demons and bad spirits. Uh that's a great point. I want to um, shift topics a little bit here. We've been talking about uh, channeling um, and, and, and the messages that you've received from your spirit guides, but uh, you also talk about uh, energy and specifically one of the things we should do for ourselves is an energy tune-up. What does that mean? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I do this thing every month called an energy update, and it's basically me talking about um, the energies that are going around the planet. And of course, you know, I'm one voice. There are many people who do this kind of thing. So those who resonate with my message, um, I always believe that I'm speaking for that group. Um, so I'll normally pull on a few different things that are flying around that month. So for example, um, one of the things that I elaborated on in this month's message, which is available at my website or freely on YouTube is heart energy and how heart energy is beginning to show up on the planet in new ways. So I'll give a few examples of, of how that might look, how you might experience that in relationships. Um, so, you know, the reason I called the book Energy Speaks is because it really is, you know, it's speaking to us all the time. And, you know, they have done studies to show that it's not someone's words that we respond to, it's someone's energy and someone's tone. So to me, when I talk about giving yourself an energy tune-up or just keeping your eye on your energy, it's making sure that, you know, you get to reset your nervous system and the amount of energetic stimulation that you're going through every single day. So, 
you know, you don't necessarily want to eat M&Ms, drink coffee all day and go to Disney World and not then take a moment to just kind of come back to your senses and just kind of go, okay, how am I doing? How am I dealing with all of this hyperstimulation that I've just experienced? It's not that any of the stimulation in and of itself is bad, but when we get so overloaded by external stimuli and external energies, we can lose our connection with our own sense of self. So really when I, when I use the term energy tune-up, it's, um, it's just kind of being mindful of, you know, how are you doing? Do you need to just take five minutes to yourself to just be quiet because you've just been with people for four hours and right now you're a little bit full of everything that just happened and if you don't have time to digest it and let go of the things that you don't need in much the same way that we ingest food and then we release it, uh, you might just start to get a little over overcooked by all the energy everywhere, especially these days given how fast everything is and how connected to everything we are. So are we as individuals transmitters of this energy, receivers of the energy, or both? I would say both, and yet you get people who are wired a little more in one direction than the other. So, you know, there are, there are those people who are generators. You know, they come into a room and they generate great energy and they're the person that we all want to go and stand by. Um, and if that person is tuning up their own energy and kind of keeping an eye on themselves and sustaining their energy and replenishing themselves, they'll be good. But sometimes those generators need to then be alone for long periods of time. Performers are often wired this way. Um, the ability to extend your energy to lots of people and connect to lots of people and then to balance that and restore it, there is a need to then be quiet and be small in order to balance it out. But equally, there are other people who are a bit more withdrawn and they tend to absorb energy from around them rather than necessarily giving out as much. So we're a little like jigsaw pieces. We all, we all need each other. It's why extroverts and introverts often become good friends. When we talk about this energy um, and, and the need to reset, as you said, maybe reset your nervous system, whatever it happens to be, to kind of pull back and, and regroup, uh, whether it's emotionally, physically, all of the above, what are the symptoms that someone might exhibit or, or experience that would suggest they need to do this for themselves? Well, think of your least uh, enjoyable state. So for me, I'll give you an example. I know I don't enjoy feeling wired. Like I know when I'm getting a little overstimulated. I've either been working for too long. I've been involved with too many people for too long. I start to lose a feeling of my own heart. I start to feel a little bit like I'm running to keep up with the bus rather than walking through my own life. And, you know, I used to live that way a lot. I mean, I, you know, I had many years of burning out until I learned that lesson the hard way. Um, so now I know that if I'm beginning to feel uh, a little out of my heart, a little out of my ability to stop and smell the roses along the way, that's, that's a way I no longer want to be. So I just dial it back a little. For someone else, it might show up differently. It might be that you're getting very irritated with someone in your life or with something in your life. And that's a message. You know, that's sometimes people are like, oh, I'm just irritated. And it's like, great. Let's look at why. Let's backtrack. What was the seed of the irritation? Because you can get underneath the irritation and figure out what it was. And sometimes it's that you're just trying to do too much, trying to cope, being too nice to a person in your life who isn't very nice to you. And you, you think you've got to be nice to them. So, you know, I think it's always good for us to 
investigate and monitor our own selves because no one else is going to do that for you. Um, you know, nobody else, and unless you're young and you've got a really good parent who's keeping their eye on your ups and downs, you know, when we become adults, we have to parent ourselves every day. And so just keeping an eye on am I feeling good right now or am I feeling stressed, overwhelmed? And in those moments of stress and overwhelm, knowing that even just taking five minutes, just a few times a day where you go, oh, I just need to stop. I just need to go and sit in my car by myself. I just need to look out the window at this tree and not look at my phone for three minutes. You will reset yourself quickly if you get in the habit of doing it. But too often, we think that we have to keep running on the treadmill because we're running on a nervous energy that isn't really our center. It's an electrical energy that we've become consumed with and has often been inflicted on us by the outside world. And we're not, we're not knowing how to process it. We're not knowing how to reset ourselves within it. So we become that electrical and electrified. And usually, that doesn't feel so good to most of us. And Lee, this kind of takes us back to what we were speaking about originally in this discussion, and that's channeling. But who are the Zs? Tell us about them. Well, when I first asked that question, you know, I, I, I was like, are you, are you angels? Are you humans? Are you, you know, ETs? What are you? And, and they basically said, we're, we're a conglomerate. So they said, we're a, we're, we're a collective. We're a voice of galactic source. They said, many of us have been incarnate as human before. Some of us are from the angelic realm. Some of us are, are, are more universal. So um, they've given me names, which the lead spokesperson, they said, well, the, uh, the name you would, we would, <laughs> they hu- we would humorously give you because they said, we don't really have names the way you know names to be. Um, they said, my name is Zachary. And then I met a couple more um, by name, Zachariah and Zyadora. And in, in about 2000, and, I think it was 2008, um, a, a kind of channeling session was facilitated by my then partner um, where I think about nine or ten of the collective came through, and it was kind of like, let's bring them in and see what happens when they speak through you. And the thing that I always remember is two of the angelics came through, and they really didn't like us. Like, I I specifically remember them saying, this place is so dark. Uh, I want to get out the body. Um, It was very interesting to me because I'd worked with a lot of clients at that point who I'd I'd met quite a few deeply sensitive people who I'd identified as very angelic. They, you know, we're all connected to angelic energy, but some people have a really high amount of it. And it made a lot of sense to me that when the angelics came into my body and got to kind of look around um, and be at at this level of, of reality, they found the earth tricky and very um, dense. And and so basically, you know, the, the Zs to me have, I've always kind of seen them as travelers. And at one point they said that, they said, we are, we are energetics who, who travel rather than being a fixed energy. Like occasionally you think of Daryl Anker who channels Bashar or some people say I'm channeling Archangel Michael. This is a group and uh, they're quite lively as a group. You said a conglomerate was the word you used, um, but you also said there were 88 of them. Is that the, word, the number? Yeah, that was the number they gave me. They said we are, we are 88 in number, and we then extend wider into source. And when I said, well, what does that mean? And they said, well, think of your connections to each other as human beings. Those family members and friends that you have that have touched your life and have influenced you, you've become part of them. 
So, you know, one way to look at this is when someone you really love and are close to, especially if it happens that it's your parent or a child, um, when they pass over, you know, a lot of people will say, I feel like I became them a little bit more. And so disease explained, we are a group of 88 entities, but our boundaries are not as strong as the boundary of the human body. So they said we extend wider into source, meaning they can become one with everything, which is why they refer to themselves as a consciousness library. So in a way, the beings I channel are also channelers, meaning it's a, it's a hall of mirrors. Um, so it's, it's uh, yeah, I wish I could sit here and say, oh, yes, it's one angel and this is their name. But it's the, the more questions I've asked them, the more it's given me interesting insights into the nature of energy itself. Does the number 88 have a significance? I mean, after all this time that you've been communicating with them, I don't know if this is a question you've ever asked them, or if it's something that maybe you've come across in some spiritual teachings or something, but is 88 significant in any way other than keys on a piano? <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Someone told me, and I, I'm, I'm, someone just said recently when I, I was doing an interview, and they said, oh, and there's 88 constellations. Was it 88 constellations, they said? And I'd never heard that before. And I thought, oh, that's interesting, because they often speak about that we're all stars in human form. That's what they say about us as human beings. They say you're all stars in human form. And they bring that, that, that message into their messages a lot. So, um, yeah, but the keys on the piano is one, I guess. The only thing that I've personally noticed is the, the, the 88 number and 888 um, and 48s is a number that I see over and over again ever since I've met them. So um, that's the only thing that I've noticed personally about that number and, and the significance of it. And uh, with the minute we have here before we have to go to our uh, next break, you mentioned religion a little bit in this conversation. But um, as you've learned more about the Z's or you've just done more of this kind of work, uh, do you see a religious connection? When I ask that question, I mean, you know, we, there, there are many religions around the world. Many people have beliefs, but I've often thought that maybe all of those things actually are go to the same place and are actually the same beings just presenting themselves in different ways to different people. Do you sense any of that? Oh, I so think it's all connected. I really do. And I, I think one of the heartbreaking things about religion on our planet, I think, is is that so much of it has been doctored and controlled by people on Earth who wanted to use it for controlling purposes. But if you actually strip back all religions from any dogma or any judgment, um, the messages are the same, and oneness really is the core. So to me, it's all completely connected, and, and I think it's, it's dangerous for us to not understand that. Um, I think that's what causes separation and division and you know, the continuation of of war, which we know, you know, is, is one of the most devastating things on our planet. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to continue our conversation with Lee Harris on the other side of the break. We'll also open up the phone lines for some phone calls for questions. If you want to join us in that discussion, it's Beyond Reality Radio. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Johaw. That's J-O-H-A-W. Thanks for being here tonight. We appreciate you joining the program, regardless of how you listen, whether it's on a radio station around the country or you download it after the fact or you're watching a, a live stream or listening to a live stream. There's a whole bunch of ways that you can do that, and we just appreciate you being here. We are talking tonight with Lee Harris. Lee is an energy healer. His website is leeharrisenergy.com, and his book is called Energy Speaks. 
messages from spirit on living, loving, and awakening. And we're talking about all that tonight. We'll also take your questions. We're not doing readings tonight, but we will take your questions at 844-687-7669. Lee, before we we get there, though, you did mention that you, uh, you might be able to do or would offer to do a channeling session for us a little bit later in the program. Um, How does that work? Well, literally, I will just start um, channeling the Zs, and they will deliver a message. And usually when I do a message at the end of a show like this, it's normally about five, ten minutes long, and um, I never know what it's going to be. But it's usually relevant to either what we've been talking about or Mm -hmm. uh, what the Zs think might be a good conversation for the listeners. And is there anything we need to do to prepare for that, or do you just do it? No, you just give me about 20 seconds. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to, give me a warning, uh, just, okay. Just to be quiet for a moment and just, you know, let, let my own brain subside a little bit so that they can come through. Okay, all right. Well, we'll, we'll do that at the last segment uh, that we have with you uh, a little bit later this hour. Um, I do know as well from, from looking through your website that you have a lot of different things you offer. This is probably a, a good opportunity for mention some of the things that you do. You've got courses, you've got events, um, and then you have a team. And, and if you want to mention anybody on the team, uh, feel free to do that as well. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm very lucky. I mean, when I started 15 years ago, I was I was just doing readings part time, and um, now I I have I work with a team of 10 every month, and you know, we we create the content that goes out into the world. So everything from free content, free videos, free audios that go out through to courses. Um, I have a members club for people who want to take a monthly deep dive with me and my work every month. Um, you know, there are so many different things we do, but yeah, I have a great team and they're, they're all over the world and they include creatives and people who help me run the website. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really great little family, actually. All right, let's quickly take a listener call here. Uh, this is Jackie in Niagara Falls. Jackie, welcome to the program. You're on with Lee Harris. You have a question for us? Hi, yes, I do. Um, do you ever do speaking arrange, uh, engagements where you come out and... Um, I'm sorry, can you... I, I do. Okay. Speaking engagements. Yeah, I do. I actually, um, I will be in Denver on June the 8th, and I will be doing an event for um, Coast to Coast AM in LA in July. So yeah, I, I, will, I, I do speaking engagements at other people's events, and I sometimes have my own too. We get to the East Coast? Um, not this year, I don't think. Um, last year, yes. Um, so yeah, it just depends on how many things I have going on, but I'm always open. I, I love the East Coast. Great. Your website sounds fantastic. So thank you. Jackie, thank you for thank the phone you. call. Yeah, thank you very much. And again, Lee, all that information, your appearances, your events, your schedules, whatever, it's all on the website, right? Absolutely. Everything is there. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about the book. What made you decide to write it? Um, because the other book I was writing wasn't working. And um, it was so funny. I had this other book um, that was going to be in my voice. And uh, it coincided with a year that I went on tour. And um, I I did about 48 different dates around the world in about six different countries that year, I think, in different cities. And everywhere I went, everybody would tell me about the books I had self-published. I'd self-published two books, uh, in 2012 and 2014, and they would and they were channeled books, and they said, "I love the book, and I open it every night." So, I I decided to take those two out of print, take a few of the best chapters of each of those, 
add eight new chapters and re-edit the whole thing. And I went to the publisher with the proposal and they loved it. So um, that's that's how we ended up with a mostly channeled book, actually, because people who had already got the original self-published versions told me how much they enjoyed and used them. The book is referred to as a blueprint for growth and change. What kind of growth and change? Well, you know, it's interesting because I I feel like the book is is something that I probably will be growing into all my life because the way that they speak about all of these areas, you know, they take you through the energetic truth of relationships, the energetic truth of sex and sexual energy, the energetic truth of money and abundance and receiving. You know, the list goes on and how we express ourselves and how we are creative and what is self-love. So I feel like this map that they give of all of these different areas, the reason that we assembled these specific chapters and made the book quite lengthy was because I wanted it to really cover an area that would, if you apply the knowledge and some of the exercises in the book, you would start to have openings in these areas and they would have a kind of um, a domino effect on your life. So um, these are some of the the areas I've been called to teach on by other people uh, the most in the last 15 years. And they're really just areas that I feel underpin our daily life. The first chapter of Energy Speaks is called You Are a Light Keeper, What, or excuse me, a light worker. What is a light worker and how can somebody tell if they're one? I'd never heard of this term, but the, the, the disease kept bringing it up. So um, eventually I realized it was a term because people uh, out there in the world were talking about it. Um, someone who brings light to the room is a light worker. So to me, it's the nurse that does your blood draw when you have to go and have your blood drawn. And she's just very kind if you're a bit nervous sitting there before the needle goes in. Um, so to me, I feel like light workers are everywhere. But there are a certain group who identify with that term. And it's somebody who feels they're here to help raise consciousness. So, for example, a doctor is here to help heal people's bodies. A chef is here to help give people nutrition. Um, Lightworkers are here to work in the healing arts, the philanthropic arts. Um, any, anybody who is driven to make a change either on a big scale or on a smaller community scale in their area to be someone who helps bring consciousness or a, a, an ability to access a more conscious, loving, kind, and I would say empowered way of living. So a light worker is often somebody who goes into an area that's really impoverished and tries to give them resources and support so that people can get a leg up and just start to be able to live their life rather than only trying to survive it. One of the things I'm curious about, too, is um, why is channeling... Uh so important, particularly at this point in our history. It seems like you talk about energy and you talk about energy around the world. It seems like we've got a very odd energy in this world. And I don't know if it's from politics. I don't know if it's from cultures. I don't know where it's coming from, but it seems like you don't have to look very far to sense that something's very strange right now. Uh, you know what I, what I, what I feel about it and what disease have kind of talked to me about for many, many years, because they've always predicted this time. They've always said things are going to get quite intense, but they have always said this stuff has to come to the surface. 
They said it's been here all along. It's been underpinning your world. And it's interesting. You know, I often think about this in terms of let's just look at women's rights, for example. If you think back 60 years, the position of women in society was very restricted compared to the position that women have in society now. And I would equally say men, too. I think that men were expected to express and behave a certain way. There were some very rigid controls that have really, I think, particularly in the 70s, there was quite an opening that happened on the planet. And we're in another one of those phases right now. But it does also mean that what is ugly, what is controlling, and what is shadowy and dark rises to the surface. So we're in a very difficult period of time where a lot is painful to see or witness, but we're also in the very time that will catapult change. And I'm even seeing that right now. I mean, even with some of the things that you see in the world that, you know, can horrify you when you hear some of the things being said or see what's being done. I'm also seeing this wave of change and in a way, a bit of a revolution happening in and among people um, that I think is really important for where we're going next. Is this a spiritual revolution that you're talking about? I think it's both. I think it's spiritual and human. So I think we as humans need to update the way that we think and see and engage with our world. And to me, that that is bringing in spiritual truisms. So more compassion, more understanding, more realizing that we're all connected. Um, but I think in terms of some of the darkness and the ugly politics and dictatorship that you see rearing its head and wanting to rear its head, that's really showing us the old shadow of, of really the society that we've come through. Because I think that dictatorship has always been there. It's just been a little more hidden. And I think at the moment, there's a bit more of a battle going on where it's all a lot more visible. You know, one of the things we touched on a little bit earlier as well as other folks that have some of these sensitivities, consider themselves empaths or don't even recognize that they have them, but know something's going on. What kind of words of encouragement do you give folks like that? Well, you know, I, as a kid, I really, I, I didn't understand that about myself, and I turned on myself. I, I really became quite destructive toward myself and mainly focused that through eating. So, you know, I was taken to Weight Watchers age 10, um, you know, and then all through my teens had real problems with eating and then developed an eating disorder. So I think if you hear me say that and you identify and you, you, you think there's some areas in your life that you can see that you're suffering... It really uncovering and exploring your sensitivity and your expression of your sensitivity is going to be really important. You know, finding ways to express yourself, be in community, figure out who you are, learn how to not people please, because people pleasing is, is, is a kind of, you know, difficult side effect of being an empath and a sensitive until you figure out your own power, because people pleasing you think keeps you safe. Um, but actually it doesn't. It kind of, you know, turns around and hits you in the face at the same time. So um, I, I always say that, you know, you know when something's off in your life and the one person who can really give yourself the time to fix it and the focus is you. Um, and, and the day that you kind of really go for that, that's the day that things start to change. I know there are folks who um, have called the program before when we have, we've had other empaths on the show and they say that um, you know some of the sometimes they just they, they uh, just don't know how to handle it. In fact, they they don't know how to turn it off. And not being able to turn it off means that it it it's constantly um, 
either they're constantly receiving messages or there there's an energy and maybe even a nervousness associated with it. Do you have the ability to turn it off? And if so, can you offer some guidance how other folks might be able to turn it off? Yeah, you know, what happened for me that was really, really clear was as soon as I started doing readings um, for the public and, and started to offer it as a service, I stopped being stalked by messages. Now, I'm not saying that happens for everybody, and I'm not saying that doesn't mean I might not still be sitting with you at coffee one day and, you know, something comes into my mind. But sometimes this kind of goes back to expression. When there is something wanting to come through you, you need to find a way to express it. That doesn't mean everybody has to become, you know, an intuitive for other people. That won't be everyone's path. But you have to find a way to let it out, otherwise you feel haunted by it. So whether that's finding a place in your life where it can be expressed, um, because often these things are happening for a reason, and I think usually it's our own battle with them or our fight with them that causes our discomfort or our suffering around our gifts. And I do think this is a much better time. I mean, I'm talking about 15 years ago here. I think this is such a better time for anybody who's emerging, realizing they're sensitive, because there's so much out there now available um, in terms of resources and help and different voices teaching on the topic. Um, But I would say find ways to express what wants to come through you. Um, And for me, it's more about changing my focus. It's not that I try and turn it off. It's that I now know when am I focusing on the big messages and when am I focusing on doing the washing up or going to the grocery store and knowing how to move in and out of the small and the big is something I had to learn. And, um, and it took me several years, but I made it a focus. And, um, and that's why I say make a decision that you're going to figure this out and be willing to give it a year or two years or three years, however long it takes, but that you're going to be open to continually learning and receiving help from the universe to figure out how you can become more balanced. Because I promise you, you you can. If you had to sum up um, the book in uh, a couple of sentences, in other words, if, 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 someone was to buy it, what do you, would, would, what would you want them to come away with? And what would be the reason for them to buy it? Is this, is this health help? Is this improvement? Is it all of the above? Well, you know, I kind of believe that we only buy things when we feel we want them anyway. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare to say why someone should buy the book, um, because I, I feel that would be a personal choice for them and whether sure. they feel it. But, but I think, the irony is I feel like what the book is, is is it's a map of the energy that underpins our life. And if you're interested or sensitive to energy, that will interest you. However, I feel like the kind of hidden aspect of the book, and, and people have told me this um, when they hold it and feel it, I feel like it's um, it's an intuition opener. I feel like the book the energy of the book is actually designed to hopefully um, help people open to their own intuition more, even though that's not directly spoken about in more than one chapter. But I feel like that's what the book contains, the ability to open you. Our guest tonight, Lee Harris, we're talking about his book. And you can find the book, by the way, on his website. Um, Lee, it's also available in other places, right? Yeah, it's in, in the U.S. It's in Barnes & Noble and many bookstores, and um, it's also on Amazon worldwide. And the book is called Energy Speaks. Um, let's see here. We're going to take a couple phone calls, and then uh, Lee is going to do a, a channeling session for us live here on the show. So let's go to uh, Will. Will's in New Orleans. Hey, Will, welcome to the program. You're on with Lee Harris. 
Hey, man, how are you? Everybody's great, Will. What's on your mind? Hey, man, um, I think I, I, since about, I guess, when I was in high school, I started realizing that I had some different, like some weird type of gifts. <laughs> like, and I would be able to see symbolism in a lot of different things. Like, started having dreams, and the dreams would become reality. You know, I dreamed that things were going to happen, <laughs> and they ended up happening. And I felt sort of weird. And, and you were talking about sometimes we're people pleasers. And at a point in time in my life, I started not to want to please people. And I really began, I think, to be able to see the gifts that I had. But I'm talking about what? I'm talking about how do you truly know that you have it? I'm talking. I, I think I yeah. sort of got it. And I've been trying to learn how to utilize it in my life. So could you give me some some pointers on how I could better use it? Yeah, so so Lee, how does somebody who uh, is kind of circling the edges there, and if he's have, having precognitive dreams, um, there's something there. How does he better hone those skills and decide how to use them? Well, you know, one of the things I did um, was I just asked loads and loads of questions, and I, I had several years where I studied the results. So, um, you know, for me, it wasn't just going, oh, I totally believe everything they're saying. I'm really going to run this through some assessments um, and really make make a decision. So it's clear, Will, that you've got a gift. You're clearly having a psychic gift. The most important thing, I think, when that happens to you, especially as you're someone who, to me, my sense of you is you're very sensitive to feeling, um, is how do you then make sure that your life is working with that gift in it? So it's almost rather than developing the gift to really concentrate on the nuts and bolts of just your your life and your relationships and what's working there and what isn't. Because to me, being open to spirit is the same as having an openness to people on the planet. And sometimes when you're very open to spirit, you can be very open to people in a way that doesn't always serve you. And you then have to kind of step back, figure out why some relationships weren't good for you and why you went so deeply into them. Because one of the things that people who are quite open can do is they can always see the best in people or they can always see the highest potential. But that doesn't actually serve you because what starts to happen is people behave badly um, and you keep wishing that they're just going to turn into the highest potential. So that's my instinct for you, Will. I mean, you definitely have a gift. It might be something that you want to use for people, but it, it might also be a real opportunity for you to really refine the kind of two-way street of your feelings for people and their feelings for you. Because my sense of you is you're a really feeling-based person. And so now figuring that out and figuring out how that shows up is going to be really, really key for you. Thanks for the call, Will. Let's try to just fit one more phone call in. Uh, this is TJ in Rhode Island. TJ, good friend of the program. Hey, TJ, welcome. You're on with Lee Harris. Oh, belated happy Easter. Hello, Lee. Hello, JV. And Thank what you. I had a question is, as one of those people who are the most mundane of the mundane, the truly experienced <laughs> barren individuals when it comes to situations like this. I look upon people such as yourself, Lee. You fall into the same category as the physically attractive, which makes you one of the most favored minorities on the planet. Because someone such as myself would ask you a question is, what is the most singular act that a person in my position can take to to get the same type of experience, or is that something beyond reach for 
for people like me? What would be the one first singular action? Well, well, first of all, I just have to say, you're, you're like one of the least mundane people to phone into a radio show that I've ever heard. <laughs> I you're was thinking the same colorful. thing. Yes. You're, 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 you know, you're colorful, you're funny, you're clearly gifted with language. So um, I, I, I personally beg to differ about you being mundane. And, and to me, the very fact that you have that level of consciousness, that level of openness, and you clearly have a mastery of communication, um, that to me sets you up as somebody, because you're gifted with words and you have a real intelligence around words, if I were you, I would absolutely drive into practicing channeling with words. And, and channeling may be guides, but also creative writing. You know, some people think they're just journaling, and then years later they go, wow, I think this might have been me channeling all along. I thought this was just stream of consciousness. So just in the moment that I had to listen to and sense you, what's clear to me is you have a real communication mastery, a high intelligence, and so all of that combined means that's a gifted area for you. Now I would explore it a bit more, and I would I would do what I said earlier in the show, which you, you may have been on for or not, but I would literally start to write every single day. I would just write at the top of a page, what does my soul want to tell me today? And I would then write what I hear. And I know you might go, well, I don't know if I'm going to hear anything. Trust me, you just have to start writing it down, but you have to do it every day for weeks to really start to see something starting to appear that seems beyond your own mind. Although I would say, you know, your mind is clearly gifted and colorful, so there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) <laughs> well, you're also very generous with the compliments. That puts you in another favorite minority class. So given the political climate and the social situation of our era. But thank you anyway, and I'll let you get back to uh, I'm dying to hear what it's like when you're doing a channeling session. So uh, again, thank you, JV. Thank you, Lee. And I'll, I'll let you go, and I'll be listening. TJ, thank you. We always appreciate your phone calls. Um, before we get to the channeling, uh, I want to talk about spirit guides for just one can more sec. Sorry, can I yeah. just quickly interject? Because Absolutely. he is the perfect example of a light worker. Now, he came onto the call, and I don't know about you, but he lit me up. Yeah. Like, just, you know, he has this generous energy, and he his energy comes comes through the phone. And it, it, it's not that the other people who've been on, the, you know, I didn't have a sense of them too. But I just wanted to say that because it's um it's just interesting when someone like that comes in with that level of, he, he has a real generous spirit whether he thinks that about himself or not it's very felt so i just wanted to say that yeah i i that's a great point i agree as well i love i love when tj phones into the program um but when you talked about tj writing down uh, what he wants to um feel or or accomplish or wants his soul to learn or whatever whatever it happens to be and he starts receiving these messages over time are they coming from his spirit guides well, these are questions he can answer. So that's, okay. that's the interesting thing. I think we all get into this block where we think, oh, well, I, I can't do it just because we assume, I, you know, I didn't think I could channel it. It was the last thing I was looking for. Um, but when you place your focus above your own mind and, and beyond your own mind, you start to develop a relationship with that. It's like going to the gym. You know, we don't go to the gym and be, we're not good at running when we first get on a running machine. You know, we can do about a minute before we feel like we're having a heart attack. But if we keep going, then we can do 20 minutes maybe after about three months. So it's the same with channeling. And that's why I always say practice. You know, some people give up when they don't see lights the first day. And I'm like, no, 
channeling is actually a practical act. I think sometimes we, because it's, we see it as spiritual, we think that we've got to be donked on the head by something from the sky. But my argument is, you know, the Zs speak to me not that often. Like, they will talk to me occasionally when I'm not talking to them, but most of the time it's me starting a conversation with them, me placing my focus to them, and then the dialogue begins. So I always try and remind people, channeling is a, is a doing act. It's not just you receiving something that you're completely uh, invaded by. It's you being willing to have that conversation and place your focus on your soul self or something beyond you, whether it's a guide, whether it's your own higher self, whether it's God. Whatever it is, it's something that's higher than your earthly mind. All right, so let's let's do the channeling session. I don't know again how this is supposed to work. I'm assuming I just sit here quietly and let you do what you need to do. Um, you said you need about twenty seconds of silence. Yeah, normally just that much time for me to for, for my own brain to shut up and uh, sure, <laughs> for yeah, me to be able to just switch switch uh, focus. Really, uh, yeah. Normally they will just start speaking and they'll deliver a message and. Just so I'm, I'm clear, JV, we have, what, maybe five minutes? We've got, about, right? we've got about six minutes total, so about five minutes for this, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, so I will just go quiet for a moment and um, deliver a short message. Good. Welcome, listeners. And we do not mean because you are listening to this uh, form of a radio show. Uh, we mean listeners for so many of you who tune in for this specific show are listeners in the world. You are ones who listen not just to the kind of information that appears in this area, but you are listening deeply to the unheard or the less heard, or shall we say uh, that which is talked about uh, the least in your society. You are the ones who have keen ears, eyes, and senses. And so you are always interested in what is underneath uh, the situation. And today we wish to give you a little, shall we say, reassurance about your current political and world climate. We are aware there is a great deal of fear at this time. Uh, many of you are feeling the death grip of what you are seeing play out on the planet around you. And yet what we would like to remind you of is that the period of history that you are transitioning through right now it is what we would call a very long game. It is not something that is going to shift overnight, uh, but equally, it is not something that is going to blow up or become catastrophic overnight. And you have so many different voices at this time uh, vying for your attention on the planet. And there are those who wish to get your attention onto fear. For if all of you start to fear a reality enough, you add to that uh, reality becoming an outcome. Uh, so this is where fear is a powerful tool on earth. And those who wish to use fear for their own gain to drive public opinion in certain directions know this all too well. Uh, why do you think uh, this thing called the news on your planet is 95% bad news, uh, and yet it is where all of you are asked to put your attention every day? Uh, who is that news cycle serving? Uh, not the people, that is for sure. So why we bring this up is the sensitive among you who listen to this show, you are very aware of the dark and the light on the planet, and many of you are interested in the in dimensional realms of this and how it plays out in what you might call occult, paranormal uh, areas of interest. 
But beyond all of that, you feel a deep-seated unsettlement inside you, some of you, when you look at what is going on on the planet. So we would like to remind you of this. In in terms of your human life, uh, it is so brief. It feels long. Uh, It feels like you are here for a long time, if you are here for uh, a long life, 80, 90, 100 years. Uh, But in truth, it is so fast. And what we would ask all of you listening to do is, whenever you notice yourself going into fear about anything in the world, to remind yourself that the other end of the spectrum is actually love. And in much the same way that you can feel nervous or scared uh, before you do something bold or something that turns into excitement, uh, so it is with fear and love. And at this time on Earth, you are seeing more and more people beginning to connect with one another, remember their connection with one another, and manage to go above and beyond mm, the traps of fear that are laid for you by the small number on the planet who would like to drive the population's attention toward fear and calamity. Uh, Their death grip is mm, loosening slowly but surely, and yet it is taking a whole lot of ugly to be revealed in order for the people's revolution to begin. And that revolution is already taking place. It is not taking place on the streets. It is taking place in people's hearts, minds, and where they are placing their focus. And there are a great number of people right now and in the years to come who are creating innovation for you as a people and this world and its future um, that has not even been seen on the surface. And that will continue to come to pass in the coming years and become more visible. So we share all of this with you for you all have tender hearts and you all have concern for where you are going. And we want to remind you that today is but a drop in the ocean of humanity and a drop in your lifetime. And there is a destiny path at work here that is bringing about a transformation of consciousness and the whole planet. And it is going to take some years to wade through. But trust us when we say, those of you who listen deeply, feel deeply, see deeply, share your gifts, share what you see, share what you feel, share what you sense, Because through sharing your gifts, your gifts become everybody's. You normalize your gifts by revealing and expressing them. So with that, we will say goodbye and a pleasure to be with all of you in peace and in love. There's a lot of benevolence in that message. Mm. Are Are they a benevolent group is it a benevolent entity that that yeah i yeah i've i've definitely i've never felt judged by them even though they have never stroked my ego they clearly tell me when i'm off base or when i'm wrong about something but they're solution oriented um and whenever they speak to me about some of the darker agendas on the planet um i'm able to hear it from them i'm able to understand it from them and i'm able to find a way to find my own energy within what they're talking about, um, which isn't always the case with with other times that I've received, um, perhaps from other sources of information. Some of those those aspects. So I thought it was interesting that they they brought that up tonight. Yeah, they always speak about different things on a mechanical sense. As you're channeling that message from them, 
Um, are you yeah. in a trance-like state, or are you aware of what's happening around you? Yeah, it's no, no, it's not a trance. I so literally the way the channels start like that is I hear like the first sentence uh, outside my own head, and the way I begin is I, I start by repeating what I hear, but then by about the third sentence, I'm not seeing anything before it's coming out of my mouth. Um, so it's for me, it's a bit like sitting just behind myself. So I can hear what's going on, um, and I could stop it at any time if I wanted to. Um, but no, it's not a it's not a full out trance. But I tend to forget what was said afterwards because it comes through faster than my own brain can kind of keep up with, and especially because they use language and perspectives that aren't my own uh, a lot of the time. Yeah. Lee, we're out of time. Uh, thank you so much. That was fabulous. And uh, just give your website where people can buy the book and a Facebook or whatever else you want folks to know about. Sure. So my website is leeharrisenergy.com. And um, we actually, if you want to sign up for my newsletter, we have um, an abundance MP3 and PDF that's free to you um, and lots of other goodies at the site. You can find links to everything there, the book, social media. And thank you so much, JP. It's been wonderful to be here with you. And thank you for such great questions. Thank you. And we look forward to having you back on the program. And uh, it was a real pleasure. Lee Harris, again. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.